0: hey what's up fools this is your host lauren leslie with the design tribe podcast based out of beautiful birmingham in the design tribe facebook group we've had a uh, few questions uh, that go under my ask me anything post and a design tribe member has asked what has been the hardest part about building your email list and your youtube following Uh, any suggestions for tips and continued growth So in this podcast episode, I'm going to be answering that question, and I'm super excited that our little community in the Design Tribe is now at 574 members, so that is so awesome. And if you're thinking about joining, you should definitely head over to facebook.com slash groups slash design tribe Lauren Leslie and apply to join. You will have to answer all three questions and include your email address to be admitted. Um, but yeah, so I'd love to have you and I'm ready to jump into the conversation. Thanks for connecting to the design tribe. Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome to the webinar today. uh, How to grow your email list as a designer. So I've been getting some really great questions uh, here in the design tribe and um, one of them is how to grow your email list and uh, let me click on over to the next slide. So um, I have this post that's kind of our ask me anything post and under these posts you can literally ask me any questions that you have about growing your design business, um, about becoming a textile designer, really literally whatever questions that you have. Um, And so Jennifer asks, uh, what's been the hardest part about building your email list and your YouTube following? Uh, Any suggestions for tips and continued growth? And I love this question so much, um, but I'm going to divide it into two different videos because um, they really dive into kind of two different topics. And so today we're going to talk about building your email list and then um, probably two Fridays from now because of the holidays, uh, we'll dive into how to grow on YouTube. So be sure to tune in for that. Okay, so the very first thing that you need to do when you're trying to grow your email list is you need to have a good opt-in freebie. Now, this can also be called a lead magnet or um, just a just an opt-in or a freebie, but essentially it is a really awesome kind of giveaway that you're giving to your audience and. Um, It can be different kinds of things like a checklist, a guide, it can be really any kind of PDF. Um, It's pretty safe to give away. You can also host a challenge. Um, Ebooks used to be really popular. I feel like they are not as popular anymore, but if it makes sense for your niche and for your industry, then... Um, an ebook is a possibility. You can also uh, have your own kind of free membership like I have here in the Design Tribe. You can offer a free training or a webinar or a workshop. So these are all really great opt-ins that you can have where you are giving away free information and free services in exchange for an email address. So the first thing that you want to ask is who is my target audience? So I really do recommend creating a vision board, maybe of one specific person for whoever you are trying to serve. So like, who are you trying to serve with your design services? Um, Keep your paid offer in mind if you are um, trying to, for example, uh, sell passive income products like digital products or maybe a course. But if you are a freelance designer, then you wanna just keep your services in mind. And the more you can niche down, the better. So step number two is to create a really fantastic landing page. So a landing page is essentially, um, here's an example of the one on my website. Um, Landing pages can literally be just one page uh, so that whoever lands on your website, they don't get distracted by your navigation bar or by your sidebar or whatever. Um, The way I do it is that I have this kind of fill the screen when someone first clicks on my website, but then they can scroll down so they don't have to Log into their email address just to see the rest of my website, but I do want it to fill the screen so that they aren't distracted and that it's very clear that I'm offering uh, my free trend guide. And so all they have to do is plug in their name and email address, and they're going to get a copy of the trend guide after they share on social media. I do have kind of that extra step with this trend guide just because it uh, is such an amazing trend guide this year, and I will probably um, actually charge for it next year. So this is probably the last year that I'm giving away the. Entire trend guide for free. Um, but yeah, so that's a landing page. So step number three. Okay, you have your landing page built, but then you really need to be able to drive traffic to your website. If you're not getting traffic to your website and no one is seeing your landing page, you're not going to have very many email signups, right? Okay, so there's a lot of different things when it comes to uh, driving traffic to your website, and the first thing is to kind of be found in Google SEO, and SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And so some just kind of basic things you can do to try to get found on Google is to have you know amazing keywords. You wanna do keyword research for this. Um, also, Google really rewards newness. So if, for example, if you did some research on a topic that was maybe five years old and you did a new, let's say, blog post or video on the same topic, then Google is going to bump your um, content up in the algorithm and just kind of see how it does. So it's going to like kind of judge if your content is better than the five-year-old piece of content. And if yours performs better, then Google is going to continue to promote it and bump it up in the algorithm. However, if people kind of read it and click off quickly, it means that probably your content isn't that good, um, or it could be a lot better. Maybe it's too short, maybe it's not relevant enough to what you had titled it for, and then maybe the five-year-old piece of content is going to continue winning in the algorithm. So you need to think about all of that, but having newness is definitely going to help you kind of get seen in the very beginning. Um, So you can also research Google Trends. Google Trends is an entire website and you can kind of go deep into this, but it's gonna kind of show you like what's rising in the trends. Like, so what are people actually searching for? What are some, you know, trending topics? And it may or may not be relevant to what you're doing, but if you can find some relevant trends in Google Trends that relate to your customers and your industry and who you are as a designer, then that is definitely an amazing thing to be able to jump on. Google SEO also rewards quality and just going deep. And so, for example, it used to be, you know, relatively easy to get found in a blog post like 10 years ago, even seven, five years ago. However, Google is now rewarding more quality. And so if you're gonna create a blog post, you want to make sure that it is a longer piece of content. You may even want to include a video, you wanna include Really nice images. Like, you just want to really excel and make sure that your content is literally the best piece of content and then it is going to win over the long term. The great thing about Google SEO is that it's unlike the Instagram feed or something like that, where your post or your piece of content really only lives for about, I don't know, five hours, and on Facebook, maybe for a little bit longer than that. But, um, Google it's a search engine right so if people are searching for a certain thing and you have the best piece of content you are gonna continue to show up. There are a few other ways that you can drive traffic to your website because sometimes it can be hard to kind of figure out SEO and um, get found that way. So other ways you can promote your content is going to be of course on social media. Um, Pinterest is one of the best ones to promote your content on, especially for blog posts, because it, a lot like Google, is a search-based platform. So unlike Instagram, like I just mentioned, your content and your pins are going to live a lot longer on Pinterest, because people use Pinterest as a visual search engine. They're going on and trying to find things, whether it's recipes, or of course, if you're a designer, maybe it's inspiration, maybe it's Um, how to do something. So if you're creating you know, how to get started as a freelance designer, for example, and you pin that to Pinterest and they click through and it links back to your blog post or your website, then that is gonna really help drive traffic to your website. People have had tons of success with Pinterest and if I went into my Squarespace analytics right now, Pinterest would definitely be the number one platform that's driving traffic to my website out of the social platforms altogether. Now, I list YouTube on there as number two because YouTube is also a search-based platform. When people go on YouTube, they're not just like scrolling the feed, although they may do that a little bit on their homepage and kind of see what's new from who they're um, subscribed to and all of that. But people on YouTube are generally trying to find answers to their questions, right? So uh, this week I've been kind of interested in learning how to vlog. And it's something that I've kind of taken an interest in. Um, I got a new camera for Christmas this year, so I'm super, super excited. And I don't know if I'll be vlogging or not, but it's something that I was interested in this week. So what did I do? I went on YouTube and I searched, you know, how to vlog or, you know, how to be a vlogger. Um, And so it's not that I want to be a vlogger full time or that I want that to be my profession. However, I would love to work that into my marketing strategy um, on just being a designer and kind of showing everyone the behind the scenes of my studio and kind of like what I do every day, right? So YouTube, again, is gonna kind of give you the most bang for your buck, Pinterest and YouTube, because people are going into these sites and searching. So if you create a piece of content, it could literally continue to climb and climb and climb for up to five years, who knows, maybe even longer, but generally the newness does start to kind of outrank old pieces of content if you're not continuing to create new content. Um, Okay, and then also Instagram and Facebook, right? Like they don't have as um, long of a life, your posts don't have as long of a life on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of these, even LinkedIn. Um, But there are a ton, ton, ton of people on Instagram and Facebook, so it's still good to be posting here and you can also repurpose your content. So, you know, if you're posting to Instagram, of course you can have your link in your bio and you just want to continue pointing people to that, right? Whether it is um, you're offering your freebie as your LinkedIn bio so that people are, you know, clicking over to your website and signing up for your freebie from Instagram. You just want to make that super easy for them. Um, Same thing can happen on Facebook. I will say that on Facebook, it is better to put your links in the comment section because Facebook, the Facebook algorithm wants to keep people on the platform longer, right? And that's gonna be true of really any social media platform. They they want to win, they want to beat the other social platforms. And so if you are keeping people on their site longer, then they're going to reward that. Um, but if you're giving external links in your post to a YouTube video or to a blog post or whatever it is, then Facebook doesn't really like that because they don't want people to click off of their platform, right? Um, So that's just a little tip on if you're posting to Facebook and um, I don't know, Facebook business pages, I think only like 5% of your audience see those. And so it's going to be a little bit lower on the list of priorities. Like if you were to only focus on one, um, lately, I don't know, my Instagram followers have been increasing, but my engagement has been way, way down. So I, I don't know what's going on with Instagram right now, but I feel like It is harder and harder to be seen on that platform. I would say if you're going to Um, I still try to post you know, five times a week on Instagram, so I'm not saying don't do it. However, I don't know, there may be more bang for your buck in stories or going live on Instagram, maybe posting IGTV videos. Um, And again, in IGTV videos, you can link back to your website. So you always wanna be, in every piece of content that you're creating, pointing people back to your website and your opt-in freebie so that they sign up for your email list, right? LinkedIn is a really great platform right now. Um, I've actually just got uh, people asking me for freelance work because I just started posting some of my design work to LinkedIn. So I don't think it's as crowded of a, of a platform. I don't think as many people are, people. a lot of people are on LinkedIn, but not as many people post regularly to LinkedIn. So it's a little bit easier to to kind of win on LinkedIn. And then when someone likes your post or comments your post, it shows up in the newsfeed again. So that's what's really awesome about LinkedIn. And on top of that, if you're wanting to get clients, then where do you think your buyers or your clients are gonna be? Like a lot of times they are going to be on LinkedIn and they are professionals. So it's a really great place to promote yourself. So we don't always think about it right up front, but uh, it's one that I am gonna be focusing on more in 2020. And um, also your email signature, right? So um, if you include in your email a signature, you can just, you know, of course have it pre-made, whether you're using Gmail or whatever, and provide a link in your Gmail signature or your email signature back to your freebie offer, right? So if I'm offering my free 2020 trend guide, I'm gonna have a link to that in my email signature so that literally every time i email someone they may or may not be interested in it but it's there for them to easily see and click on and they might just say huh that's interesting like i wonder what this is and they might go click over to my website and sign up for my email list if it is relevant to them and the last one is direct message so this is definitely um going to be harder to scale in the long term but if you are really small and just starting out and there is no traffic coming to your website, then I highly recommend that you go through whoever you're connected to, whether it's people's email addresses that you have already, if um, like in your Gmail or whatever, um, people that you're connected to on Etsy, Creative Market, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, instagram you know like if you feel like you have sort of started to develop a community there then you can literally just direct message people and say hey like i'm giving away this freebie like would you be interested in it um and so if you're really struggling to drive traffic to your website then this does take some time but you can um kind of copy and paste a generic little message and dm people but i wouldn't recommend I mean, I would recommend including their name just so that they know that it's not like a bot emailing them, like you are a real person that's emailing them um, or direct messaging them, I should say. Um, So that's another good one. If you literally have nobody on your email list and you have no traffic to your website, just start direct messaging people. People are generally like pretty, uh,